this pre-roll is recording hey 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 so yeah Welcome Welcome to the Movieville the Oak Podcast episode number thirty seven. Yeah, okay. Uh where are we today? Well I haven't got my notes up. Shit. Get my notes up quick. I don't know what we're talking about. What's this episode about? This episode, this episode is about uh, television programs that have prematurely ended, or um, just are just good television series. We're talking about. Okay, so I've written main content: the series, TV series, something creative about what a series is. Yeah, that's the one. That's what we're that's talking about. That's as far about. as I got trying to find a title for this. That's basically what we're talking about. We'll we'll find the title as we go along. Yep. Um so we're we're we kinda of sat in um in a in a place of in a pub. Uh, and and we were talking about I was reminiscing on T V series Ziz series. Okay, what's the plural of T V series? It's just T V series. T V series is. Mm. T <laughs> Yeah. And uh, you'd never heard of any of the things I was coming out with. Nope. And I'd never heard of some of the things you have I was surprised that you hadn't said, because I'll tell you why I'm surprised, and this is kind of lo- this logical, really, is the ones that you were coming up with, I was born after. Whereas the ones I was mentioning were kind of, ex- they, they existed when you were alive. Yeah. So I would have just assumed... That you would have heard of some of the TV shows. I know, but I, I was busy. Okay. <laughs> I can accept that, I suppose. Yeah, I was really busy. Yeah. I played a lot of games. Yeah. I, I played... Um, and I'm sure I played about Elite, the original Elite, on a Commodore 64 for about five years of my life. Oh, really I'm old. sure. Yeah. Um, I wonder I couldn't think about or even... And then um, I've done over twenty. I'm sure I've done over twenty thousand hours on Street Fighter Two. That's ridiculous. I've mastered it. I could beat anyone. I'm sure. Actually, I'm. I, I don't know. I'm getting old now. Um, well, waste of a life. And uh, <laughs> well, a lot of first-person shooters. Yeah, yeah. When I, when that stuff happened, you were whatever age you were. I think I would have been at uni. First-person shooters. Yeah. So we used to haul. Uh, CRT TVs, you know, tube TVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember those monitors? Yeah. Yeah, we used to lug them. Cathode ray something. Tube, cathode, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cathode ray television, cathode ray. Oh, fuck. You look it up. I can't remember. This is, this is terrible. CRT. Cathode ray tube. Hey. Um, and we used to lug them with our big gaming machines. Uh, this is the early 90s. Um, from to each other's houses when we're at uni. Um, Slack is making noises. Go away, Slack. Resources, isn't it? Uh, CRT. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a link to CRTs in the show notes because <laughs> obviously people, the listeners, don't know what that is anymore. Um, yeah, we used to lug all these huge machinery to each other's houses and then hard cable the computers together. In the early days, it was BNC... Um, network cables, which no one's even heard of because everyone uses Cat6. 
Cat5, Cat6, uh, UTP, until Unshielded, Twisted Pair. This, I know this is really anal, but there are people that will be getting this. And those people listen to this kind of podcast. Um, um, yeah, serial connected network locally. Connect our computers together and play Doom 2 and Quake. And we've got Cat 5 and Cat 6, do you say? Cat 5 and Cat 6. Yeah, we're up to like Cat 6E, Cat 7. I don't know. I'm not keeping up to date with it anymore. used to be my job. But that's what we use now. That's what's in this house. We're all hooked up. See those things there? You can see some sticking out the wall. Those are UTP, unshielded, twisted pair cables. What's that look? You're looking at me weird. You're such a geek. (laughs) (laughs) That was my first job. I was a a network person. Used to install cables. So you're you're basically the stereotype of what an Indian is. I I was, yeah, I was one of the first. I can see your title. It says, Old Ass Shows That Only Kushal Knows About. Yep. (laughs) That's what they are. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see how many people listen to this and actually watch some of these shows. Admittedly, I remember, um, but the, when they used to, when these shows, some of these shows used to air, obviously they were just reruns of of the older ones. I don't remember when they had their original runs, but I remember them. I remember seeing some of these on TV. So Airwolf used to be on BBC Two, right? As in in the late years, in nineties or something. I can't fucking remember what channel it was on. Uh, no, it didn't sound like a BBC thing. Could have been. Because back in the day, they used to show like Ren and Stimpy on BBC Two. And... I, ITV used to. Oh, no. When it was repeated, it may have been. Yeah, like, yeah, repeated. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about Originally, ITV used to show a lot of these things. Um, so, what's our first note? TV, emergence of movie quality TV shows. So, yeah. So, the, the conversation started with... Um, I wish I'd just recorded that conversation and made it the podcast. It was quite good. We always do this wrong. Um, it was about how we have these amazing TV serials that are so engaging and <clears throat> they're so engaging they're just it's like watching a continuous movie week after week after week and the quality of production is right up there with uh, you know these expensive hollywood movies um what sprang to mind i think uh, one of the main things i think when i first started realizing that some of these tv shows are becoming very movie-like. Well, one of the first ones I remember is Boardwalk Empire. And I remember how much of a big deal that was back when it first aired. Yeah. Um, that and one of the, what was the other one of the ones? There were a lot of... There were, there were a few that, that that came out around the same sort of time. I know that was one of them. And then I think Sopranos was one of them. Sopranos, I think, was... I mean, it didn't really have that feel. Uh, I think the one that was probably sticking in most people's mind, like it's, it's the memory of a generation now, is 24. Yes, definitely. Everyone's watched 24. Everyone's sort of... And it was so good when it started. But if you go back and watch it now, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like, why did I watch yeah. 24 episodes it's the same of this thing over wank? and over again. Each, they each... Granted, a lot of TV shows are like this. They follow the very same sort of same formula. We know Jack Bauer's going to come out on top. He's going to get taken by terrorists. He's going to beat the crap out of terrorists. Somebody from his family will get taken, and then he'll end up coming out on top anyway. Yeah, or someone he cares about. and He'll have a moral dilemma, but really he'll just torture people. And uh, They never did, did anything different, I guess. It wasn't really... It was interesting that he, towards the end he started becoming a bit of an anti-hero, because I think these the, the series, as they've come along, um, this is the bit I, st- I find interesting now, is is what we we're talking about in the pub? Is they they 
they seem to reflect how society has evolved and progressed over time. Because if you made 24 in the 80s, wow, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have got funded. It wouldn't have been put on TV because it was just showing this guy that's almost having to become a mini terrorist himself yeah. to fight terrorists. But he was only... What changed? The government changed, not him. What? Everything else around him changed. He was getting too old for everything. See, the way I see it was when he first started doing what he was doing at CTU. Yeah. When he when he first joined CTU, or when we first saw him in the CTU, he he was the epitome of a lawman. He would do things the way uh, I don't know somebody higher up in the army would do. But then, over the course of time. It was the government that started changing. They started becoming corrupt and they started doing things the wrong way. And he was the one to say, screw you guys. I'm I am going to do it the right way. And so perhaps maybe what he was doing was the right way and what everybody else was doing was wrong. Okay. Is that, do you think that's a change that happened over the, over the seasons? No, I think it was just, it just changed one on one season but it would have been better if they did do a slow progressive you know over time this has happened this is changing the government's changing we are changing as a as a unit sort of thing and it would have made sense that okay, way but so what do you think changed in society that there's no way i mean i really don't okay so let's go over where, where, where these things started what uh what what are tv series now that stand out in your mind besides the newer ones, current ones. So you've said Boardwalk Empire, which is amazing. And I'm going to come back to that 24 point in a second. I actually haven't seen Boardwalk Empire. Eh? I haven't seen Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> no way. Yeah, but I mean, I remember seeing... It's nuts. I know, I remember you telling me this. Uh, I know the first episode, was the first episode, the first episode was, was really good. But I've never seen it, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. And generally, when you hear something as much as you hear about, that I did about Boardwalk Empire, it's generally good. And that's always been kind of the case most of the time um, as I found with Game of Thrones now, Game, okay, Game of Thrones are we going to talk about Game of Thrones now we're going to move on a bit. yeah let's talk yeah, right, so Game of Thrones to me you didn't watch that for a long time no I remember I, I used to go I, on about it you'd be like what the fuck is this yeah I refused to watch Game of Thrones not because I didn't like Game of Thrones but I just I don't know I, I just felt like people were it almost makes you not want to watch it when people are talking so much about it um it's like, oh, this is great. This is great. You should watch this. You should watch this. I'm like, oh, what makes it so great? Um, and to be honest, after watching, and we're up to date now. So we've seen up to season, was it season six right now? Five? Six? Yeah, five. Eight, Whatever I, think, I can't remember. I know where I am. Um, it's a good TV show, definitely. And from a technical perspective, you know, the amount of units that they might, they might, may need from for all all across the world is ridiculous and I can't imagine it's an easy thing to do uh, to have that many units across the whole world and putting that all together and making sure everything goes smoothly that in itself is is remarkable and it's that's fascinating well cost and size of production is no guarantee for it being good no no not at all but first thing from a technical standpoint it's it is um, what's the word Commendable. Okay. But it's not a great TV show. I don't think it's a great it's TV show. It's not a show. great TV show? No. What? I don't believe it is. 
Go away. I... <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. But so far, there hasn't been a good... What but annoys it... you about it? What's not... No, no, no. no nothing annoys this. me about it. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Wow. Okay. Okay, so nothing annoys me about it, and it's a good TV show, and it has me hooked every week. But it's not that good. But it's not that good. I just don't. I, <laughs> if if it were to get cancelled today, I wouldn't be devastated. Okay. Do you know? Whereas, like I was with Penny Dreadful, which really pissed me off. Right, yeah. and like if Flash were to get cancelled, I would be devastated. Okay. But I know, I know, I know from, you know, from a. Generally speaking, that Flash isn't the most remarkable TV show in the world, but it's a good TV show, to me, opinion. Okay, can uh, we explore the Game of Thrones thing? Because yeah. people love this, and what is it about it? There must be something that, what's not, something about it that's not, okay, so I'm going to talk about why I think it's amazing, just for a second. Uh, I yeah. Think that's yeah. not self-evident. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay, fine. That's fair enough. The first thing I was going to say was when I was younger, I used to read loads of fant- fantasy sort of books, science fiction. Not, I hate it when science fiction and fantasy are lumped together because they're most definitely not the same thing. Um, but that's probably not relevant to this podcast right now. Um, <clears throat> I love the fact that this is a, a grown-up fantasy. Yeah. It's... Um, yeah. It's great. It's uh, it's hardcore stories. It's uh, an interesting reflection of human nature in a, uh, a simulated time in a world where human nature can just be human nature without the rules and regulations that we've created in modern society. It doesn't pander to uh, you know like false empty heroism. Uh, it, it it just puts spirit against spirit intention against intention it's a strategic adventure if nothing else um especially when you consider the 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 ruthlessness um that that martin has with his writing and what he does to characters and i i know the tv series has veered slightly away from the books and all that bollocks but i I tell you what i do commend the tv show for sorry for interrupting is the fact that it's not afraid to make those twists whereas other tv shows it always seems as though they're afraid to take those risks. Whereas Game of Thrones, they don't care if they kill off characters. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, and that's I I and that's I think that's why I continue to watch it is because I know they they break the rules or they, at least they break TV rules. So whereas other TV shows will keep keep am I am I like <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. You just, your mic sunk. You're now just talking to your chest. It's very weird. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's like um, the writing team and they and or Martin himself seems to sit there and have this self talk of ah, how can I make how can I make this interesting? I don't know. I won't kill this motherfucker. Well, this is what I'm saying. So I think other TV shows are afraid of killing characters off out of fear that no one's going to watch a show again. Whereas these guys don't care, but they make a consistently good episode every week. Yeah, but they're good TV shows, but. So when I say uh, when I say I don't I don't think it's a great show. It's n- it probably isn't a great show, but I would I would tune in every week to watch it because I enjoy watching it. I'm gonna say I kind of understand where you're coming from, 
there is there are some. I mean, I mean, Lena Lena Headey's performance, yeah, week after week is it's to die for. Absolutely, it's marvelous. Yep. She's a, amazing. She's wonderful. I agree. Uh, and <laughs> that's that's worth tuning in for. Everyone else, I mean, you know, um, what's um, the guy that plays Tyrion? Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. He's so cool. Yeah. Um, have you seen... Uh, His English accent is, is on point, though. Yeah. Yeah, have you seen the, the Bru- In Bruges? No. I started watching it. It's a really cool black comedy. Black. Um, what? Black. No, not black like that. Black as, in, black as in the common vernacular for a dark comedy. Like Very dark Hampton. comedy. It's black comedy. So apart from Dinklage and Lena Headey and... Um, I mean that girl that plays the whole queen, queen thing character. Who? The Khaleesi woman. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, she's yeah, yeah, good, but okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly shruggy about her her performance. Yeah, I agree. Um, the character is so much stronger yeah. than the performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she seems sometimes seems to be drowning. In in and doesn't often doesn't seem to have the gravitas that's needed. I mean, Lena Headey. I don't know how they're going to do a, a scene where they face off mm. because from screen presence and, and uh, perspective of gravitas, Lena Headey's just going to just spray shit all over her. Yeah, because have you seen Dread? Sorry for the visual. Judge Dread, the new Dread that came out a couple of years ago, a few no, years ago. No. So she's in that. She plays the protagonist in that. Okay. And she's amazing in that. Really? Yeah. Lena, Lena Headey. Oh, Lena Headey, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's, you know, she's um, Mrs. Um, what's his name? Gerard Butler. Really? No, she's no, no, she's not. She plays Mrs. Butler in 300. The first one? The first one. Oh, really? Yeah, before he goes to battle, he just, like, has a amazing sex with his wife that, that, you know, like, you look at that scene and you think, yeah, they're not married. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, she isn't. Yeah, yeah, she isn't. How about and that? The... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and um, and um, yeah. So there's, the... and she's that amazing character, the one that he almost defers to. You know, in that there's that scene where um, um, where that messenger, the black messenger from yeah. the Persians, says, you know, you you guys, you you will give up and whatever. Yeah. And he kind of looks at her because he's about to kick the guy into the well yeah or he's about to do a thing and she gives a very slight nod it gives her nod of approval yeah that the spartan king can begin a war effectively yeah and and just even just that small scene um her uh talent her screen presence her ability to just own it's just such a small scene um was phenomenal so when i remember when i first started watching Game of Thrones, and she was in it. It yeah. was why is this turned into a Game of Thrones podcast? <laughs> Fuck! All right, let's get back on track. But yeah, it's, it's, um, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, there's a couple of good performances, and there's some a lot of lackluster performances, yeah. and it's a more interesting story than it is a performance. So when if you go back to Boardwalk Empire, yeah, Steve Buscemi, man, this guy, I would watch anything that he's in. Yeah. This is an actor's actor. He just draws you in. Yep. You you just he's like chocolate. He is like chocolate. You could just watch him all day, um, and 
and he becomes he becomes the thing he's it, it, there is no uh, in in terms of an actor being able to support that temporary suspension of disbelief, mm. Buscemi is a master on this planet that, that's that's quite rare. Yeah, and it and it's Buscemi, by the way, not Buscemi or Buscemi. What is it, Buscemi? Buscemi. There you go. There's a little link for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a weird face. It's got a weird Buscemi face. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to happen. Um, okay, so getting back to our notes. We can stay on track. Um, so that's a different world. So I, I want to talk about that. Have you watched... Um... No, I know you haven't seen that. Sopranos is a good one. It's a lot of violence in Sopranos. A lot of uh, interesting ideas. Yep. Um, and that's what I was going to talk about. I was going to say... Yeah, go on. Um, that <clears throat> Supra. I haven't seen Supra. Oh. Toyota. Toyota Supra. You said Supra. I haven't seen. I like the Toyota Supra. You're looking up Toyota Supras, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. This is so easy to distract you. <laughs> it's a nice looking car. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Uh, I like the older one because it kind of looks like a really miniature um, Trans Am. But yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Do you see, see what I mean? I see that. It's got the little pop-up lights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 2015 one looks nice. I've not seen it. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Just put the show link in. Just don't annoy people. <laughs> oh, wow. That does look good. It's nice, isn't it? What is that? That's just That's just, that's just the new Supra. Look like I could make that part of my midlife crisis. You could, yeah, tempting. Use it as your next big purchase. <sighs> dim, dim, nice car. Anyway, um, super. I haven't seen a better TV show yet than Sopranos. Really? Yep. No. Yep. You haven't watched Boardwalk Empire? Nope. That's fucking amazing. There hasn't been another better TV show than Sopranos. Um, I've I've seen Mr. Robot and I've seen um, what are good TV shows that have been last please what do you think okay right let's come back to Mr. Robot um, do you think let's go back to our original original point <coughs> do you think 24 could have been sold in the 80s do you think it would have been watched do you think people would have approved of it and enjoyed it um, uh, unfair because you weren't around yeah I mean I think um Seeing what was around in the 80s, I think uh, TV had transitioned from this very almost camp camp type, uh, these camp camp type TV shows almost into, they've, they've transitioned from that and it was changing and it was evolving. Sorry, hang on. Hello. Camp TV shows? Yeah. Like what? I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I'm confused. No, the 80s weren't. But from the 70s, you know, it was very TV weird. TV shows are so camp in the 80s. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was camp. When I say it was camp, it was very, it's very different to what it is now. But it's, now it's very serious. TV is taken very seriously. Um, whereas. Oh, I see. So it was like, you're trying to say that it was naive. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Okay. Um, And I think the difference between now and then 
I I reckon twenty four probably would have fit in then. I think I think the society. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, <clears throat> had a slightly more innocent um, perspective on the world. I mean, if we go back to things like <laughs> the A Team. Do you ever watch the reruns of the A Team? Well, this is what I mean. A Team was very. Um... We're talking about the TV series, not the shitty remake. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was very. Uh... It was amazing. At the time, I couldn't wait to watch it. Every time it was on, it was like, fucking A-Team's on. I've got to get in front of the TV and watch it. I guess that's why, I don't know, because I, I can't relate to that. Well, no, because you, you weren't 12 Yeah. at that time. You were just a fetus or something. A fetus, yeah. I, I don't know. It's hard <laughs> for me to kind of relate to that because I grew up with different TV. Yeah. Um, TV where I feel like the 80s and maybe to some extent, yeah, the 80s and 90s were, uh, were a testing ground yeah. for TV. Uh, and to some extent, it is still it still is now. And but they had managed to test out all the things that worked and all the things that did work. And they've kind of managed to synthesize the best shit. And that's what we have now. The result that we see on TV today is the result of um, the synthesized good shit that we had in the 80s and 90s. Does okay, let's talk about the good things in the 80s. Okay. So you did you watch Airwolf? No, oh. I'm I'm just gen- generalizing. I'm saying generally, anything good that came out of the eighties and the nineties. Well, we just don't have any good helicopter dramas now. Well, okay. Why do you tell us what Airwolf is about? Because I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not hugely familiar with it. Airwolf. So there's this pilot, and he's your typical sort of. Was it an Apache? It was an Apache, wasn't it? The helicopter. Uh, it was not an Apache. Um, Bell two two two. Yeah, that's the one, um, which is a pretty sexy-looking chopper, and that uh, sounds really fucking nerdy. Uh, but it was, it is. It's a really nice, um, sleek shape. It's not like a bubble like so many helicopters are, uh, and it was used as. Um, <clears throat> so in this program, the military or whoever makes this um, helicopter, kits it out with funky weapons. And then this pilot thinks that this this helicopter is like it's such an ultimate weapon. It's a serious piece of machinery. It's sort of you know bulletproof, and it's got all different types of missiles and stuff. There's a lot of guns and shit in these programs, um, and basically robs it um, and hides it somewhere in the Grand Canyon in a cave. And he's got like one engineer, this old engineer friend of his who knows where it is. So his old friend uh, looks after the chopper. And he's the only one who knows where it is. He's the only one who can fly it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they go on missions when there's a, a world-threatening thing going on, and go out and save the world on a regular basis using this helicopter that no one else can get hold of. They can't catch him because you know, obviously, there's it's the 80s. There's no seems to, to be no sort of tracking and triangulation of radio signals or anything. No one's really thought of any way of actually catching this thing. So all the armed forces of the world can't catch this fucking helicopter. It's, he has it in secret in a cave in the fucking Grand Canyon. The the concept is bollocks. But it was very entertaining because of the characters that were in it. He was a, a true old dark hero um, who wanted to make a difference and didn't agree with certain sort of um, political uses of, <clears throat> you know, weapons and things. It was, it actually probably didn't have that much depth <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, when you're it, young and you're watching these things, it was I, fucking cool. And I just wanted my own helicopter. I wanted I to be a helicopter pilot. Yeah, and I think that's what it was really back in... Back then, even uh, Night Rider springs to mind. It's Night Rider. Night Rider. Night Rider is a different program. Right. <laughs> Night Rider springs to mind. 
was that not many of these shows did have much of a Night Rider. Come no. on. AI. His car has the ultimate AI. No, that was AI. cool. No, no, I enjoyed Night Rider. Kit. Kit was that. the first AI that could actually pass the Turing test. It was a person. It was Mr. Feeney, wasn't it? Who? Mr. Feeney. Who's that? You know Mr. Feeney? James Galdolfini. No, Mr. Feeney. There he is. William Daniels. George Feeney. No, Mr. Feeney. This guy. Oh, who's that guy again? Mr. Feeney. In? Uh, Boy Meets World. thought so, yep. Do you remember? Yep. He was the voice of Kit. Was he? Yeah. Wasn't Michael Keaton the voice of Kit as well? No. Yeah, he wasn't the new one. No. Oh, that's sad. Mm, that's sad. Do you remember the new one? Did you watch the new one? No, I did not. I don't like watching shitty remakes of things. It just seems like you're just trying to milk the last bit of milk left in the final non-bleeding teat of the thing. Sorry for the visual. It's annoying. Have you gone to sleep? I can't see you behind the pop shield. No, sorry. I was looking <laughs> at the... Um... <laughs> I was looking at the cast of the new Knight Rider. Um, okay. I'll tell you what. <laughs> There's, there was other ones. There was, um, yeah. I mean, obviously the Hulk was like an old one from the 70s and 80s. That was a big one. I don't, I don't want to talk about the Hulk because you'll start talking about fucking comics again. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. Um, Auto Man. I've no What is Auto Man? Auto Man. What? Auto Man! <laughs> Auto Man was cool because I was into computers. I was learning how to program and stuff. And then this thing came on called Auto Man, which is the future of all technology. It's where we're going. Watch. Basically, Auto Man was this AI yep. that whose head was human, but whose body was like a hologram. But the head bit looked human. Really weird. Uh, that's the one. That's him. So weird. Yeah. It looks like Paul. No, it looks like that guy. Anyway. Uh, and and then he had his sidekick, which was, wait for it, Cursor. And Cursor would fly around like a bumblebee um, and build things for him. Like he would build Automan's car. So Automan would get in the car. And it had amusing things like the car would turn corners at 90 degrees and people would smack up against the window and stuff. But it also had a good thing because Automan would get involved with fighting crime. He was an AI that fought crime with his buddy Cursor. It was, that sounds awful. But it was... Interesting. Um, Street Hawk? Same. Never heard of that. Okay. So there were all these things where with vehicles. So A-Team was like a bunch of guys with a van and they could make anything into anything. And the van was a big deal. Airwolf was a cool, dark guy in a helicopter. Street Hawk was Airwolf, but with a bike. Cool. Um, fast, really. And there was these scenes where the bike had these fast modes. If you had to get from one place to another, he'd get on the bike and he'd be able to press these boosty buttons and just like zoom through the streets really fucking fast without hitting any other car uh, or being. This sounds really familiar. Street Hawk. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they probably put it in front of the TV in a bouncer when you're a baby when you're watching Street Hawk. <laughs> no, yeah, readers sound familiar. I might have watched this. Um. Um, and yes, it was like Airwolf, but with a bike. It was a bit darker and harsher. 
Um, and then there's other weird stuff. I'm trying to think. One that always comes to mind. I always ask this when, we're, when I'm talking to people sort of from my, gener- my generation. Do you remember Manimal? <laughs> I even know what that is. Manimal? <laughs> I, I just, it just sounds so weird. So Manimal was this guy that could turn into animals. But he was a man and he could turn into animals. So he was Manimal. <laughs> Manimal. And like he would turn into the appropriate animal for what he had to do to, again, you know, fight crime and follow his story series after series. If he had to be quiet at night, he would mold himself into a, a black panther. And if he had to get into buildings, he could turn into a snake. And he'd have these scenes where he would morph. We would remember that at school a lot. There was like, did you watch Manimal? Yeah, did you see his hand? What's he turning into His Next coming out? We've got, to, we've got to put that on the show link. Something like this now. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be like this. It wouldn't, it wouldn't even. It wouldn't look like this. It would be CG. It'd be CG, yeah. And for something like this to be, I think that was one of the biggest things, even the whole. how long this transformation scene is. He's still fucking transforming. Yeah, but this is what I mean. I think this is, this is one of the things they should have retained as, as some of the the good shit from like, this is 80s. 80s? Yeah, I'm guessing 80s. Well, this is the thing. And I think I think, I think think uh, it's interesting that you say that because I think there is a resurgence right now of directors wanting to use real scenarios to simulate um, um, the environment so an actor can be an actor and he doesn't have to act in front of a green screen. So, if you, so, so you, you sent me that um, celebration clip for um, Rogue One. Oh, yeah. And if you watch that, you can see so much of the environment being real, being simulated so that the actors can act in the actual environment. Yeah. I'm am I allowed to talk about Doctor Who or Star Trek? Yes. No? <laughs> it's on the list. Hey. Okay. Well yeah, obviously there was Doctor Who and Star Trek. And Doctor Who is probably the only one of those that's continued to modern day and it's the same storyline and they still refer back to the old episodes and it's you know, Doctor Who will live forever. It's a it's a Time Lord thing. How long has it been going for? Fucking hell, since the 1950s or something, since TV first started, there was an interesting thing at the BBC where they, they wanted to get a more science, science fiction oriented program on TV so that everything wasn't just mysterious stories, something that was a bit more rational. And they were you know, working with a, a character that would um, apply um, rationality to situations, sort of a, this sort of uh, nerdy super brain type character. And uh, there's, I think it's a documentary the BBC have done about how that happened and how they ended up putting Doctor Who on TV. Back in the days before colour TV. It's very old. What's up? Have you got some dates there? I don't know if you're looking up. Of Doctor Who? Yeah. Yeah, they've got... So in terms of a number of episodes, they've got 826 episodes. Wow. From the very beginning. But this is, this is 97 missing episodes. Yeah. Okay. There's... um. So what have you gone back to? Um, Patrick, what's his name? So that Peter Peter Capaldi is that right? No, that's well, Peter Capaldi is now. Yeah, my bad. So the first He's one. the thirteenth Doctor. Fuck, can't get that wrong. Doctor. Yes, yeah, so the first one was him. William Hartnell. William Hartnell, yes. Patrick was the second one. So, do you know anything about? Is this is weird because people find Do- Doctor is made for kids. See, Doctor is made for kids, and people watch it and say this is shit. It's not shit. 
Because if you're 11 and you like a little bit of space and science fiction and you watch Doctor Who, it's fucking amazing. It's the most mental. This guy gets in a little box that is a representation of a trans-dimensional portal where there's a dimension held inside this box, effectively, that's another space in time, time and space. And then he transports that to travel throughout the universe in physically and throughout time. As a kid, this is a phenomenal concept and starts to teach you about thinking about the crazy universe that we live in, if you're into that kind of stuff. So yeah, if you're 30 years old and you watch Doctor Who, you probably think, what? Why is the, the latest guy so old? Is there a reason why they... Yeah, it's story-based. There's um, Doctor Who has a has a long and dark history. I love I love it because you can. The reason it's still got a following, the reason adults can still enjoy Doctor Who, is because the character is essentially very very dark. He stole. He didn't agree with the politics of stuff on his planet. He stole. You know this thing that he travels around in the TARDIS. Yeah. He he stole it. From where? From his home planet, where they have these things. So he's not human. He's not human, no. He's he's what's called a time lord. He's from another planet. Huh? Yeah. He's from another planet called Gallifrey. He's a time lord. And time lords live... Or, uh, they have the ability to live almost outside of time using the machinery that they create. And they pretty much don't die. When they get to the end of a life... Which is 13 incarnations, apparently. For this, For the Doctor, yeah. Uh, then the Time Lords, they transmogrify into a different, well, in the Doctor's case, an alternative middle-aged white man. Um, you know, he's got like a, <laughs> definitely has a sexual and racial preference. So are these, are they always one person? Is it the same guy? As in, so, did the, does the appearance just change, but are they the same person? Yeah, but his, um, his his attitudes and tastes and things change. Yeah. Um, so along the storyline, without giving anything away, if, if people are now thinking, shit, I really need to watch Doctor Who. This is amazing. Just for those people, I don't want to give anything away. He goes throughout time and all these crazy things happen and all these episodes. And um, <clears throat> he is pretty much, ex- with, with, with some exceptions, how can I say this? With with some exceptions, he is pretty much the last Time Lord. And Gallifrey, his home planet, is locked in a in a place that's almost outside of time, and therefore it doesn't really exist. And that's a thing that he did. He was a participant in the locking or almost destruction of his home world because it was in a war with this other race, the Daleks, that everyone just associates with Doctor Who, but there's others. And, and, and the Daleks had also created time technology. And so this war was basically eternal, infecting the rest of the universe. So he locked the, everything away and basically became a genocidal mass murderer of these two races. But he did it because it would led to the it would have led to the destruction of the universe because it was just became an eternal war. So he had a very powerful reason for doing it. But 
what's he done? He is the last of his people. This other, these Daleks, some of them escaped and he's still fighting them throughout time and all this kind of stuff as well as fighting other things. And do the, do the Daleks, like, do the, are there more than, do they keep regenerating to the other? No, 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 no. There's just one set of them. Yep, they're like a green blob that evolved to machinery around it to survive in all different atmospheres and environments, which, because they were created back in the 50s and 60s, look like big dustbins. Um, with they look weird, weird, but hey, um, I think, yeah, yeah, there you go. To to fast forward this before I get into one about Doctor Who, um, if you think about the personality of someone who then lives for hundreds of thousands of years having done this act, what you end up with is someone that's basically so slowly becoming a very, very dark psycho and trying to mask it with this amiable, nonchalant personality on top. And what keeps him sane and what keeps him um, in touch with reality is that he has these assistants and he chooses people that are such good people that he finds with such good intentions and they become his assistants as he travels through time. And what you actually find from a psychological perspective is that he's leaning on them to stay in touch with reality because he's gone. And every now and then the real Doctor comes out and those are really cool fucking episodes. It's cool. So, you know, if I haven't done that, uh, if, if more people start watching Doctor Who, I think the world would be a better place and I should get some royalties from the BBC for this episode. <clears throat> I'm going to shut up now. Star Trek. Really? My mum's a Trekkie. She's been watching Star Trek since she was about, since she was a teenager and it was black and white. Uh, she's she's a, a Kirky more than a Trekkie, I think. I do enjoy Star Trek. The original series. What? The original, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, I started watching the first season recently. Oh, I say recently, I mean like a couple of years ago. Because uh, I got the box set of like the first couple of seasons. Why do you have that? Yeah, I got it for a gift. What? Who got it for a gift? What, the original Star Trek? Yeah, yeah. As a box set? Yeah. Uh, this is more, far more interesting. Who, who, <laughs> who bought you that? My sister. I asked for it. <laughs> this is really confusing. Why? Why did you ask for that? I don't know. I can't remember at the time. I honestly can't remember. But I did want to watch it. And I started watching. I watched like four episodes. Cool. That's, in, that's interesting. And I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. Because it was... For a TV show like that to be aired... Was it 70s, was it? Earlier. Again, it's as old as Doctor Who. Black and white. It was... In, like, I, I, was I was impressed. Like, the level of production and uh, their sets were... Um, were really impressive, and uh, it was it was it was good. I enjoyed it. And now they're all on Netflix. That's one remake that seems to be working. Yeah, absolutely. There hasn't been, at least I believe, a crap, a shitty Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, film. Okay. Mm, yeah, they've been pretty good. I think not as many people are familiar with Doctor Who. It seems to have taken off in America. I think more people are familiar with um, Star Trek because it's an American thing. Yeah. Now, they don't have an English person. They have a Scottish person. Yeah. Well, now they have an English person doing a bad Scottish accent. Yeah. Don't they? Simon, it's Simon Pegg, isn't it? Yeah. Simon. Give I like it. 
give the role to a Scottish person? What mm. if Scotty was black? Would you do some kind of, would you black up and do a black accent? What, what are you doing? <laughs> Well, I think, um, wait, what is the origin? It was Jamaican. Scotty was Jamaican. Jamaican, be crazy. Man, I got no dilithium crystals. Yeah, man. I can't do it, Capon. Capon? Capon. Capon. What the? I don't know what that word was. <laughs> I can't do it, Capon. Oh, are you trying to make him Jamaican Scottish? <laughs> I see. That's interesting. <laughs> um, did you, did we... Okay. What were we singing? Um, just imagining. Did you um a musical Jamaican Star Wars Star Trek Scotty? <clears throat> did you hear about Anton Yelchin? You're just making noises. I don't know what you're saying. The uh, guy who plays the... Who's the Russian in Star Trek? I did hear about him. That was very sad to hear. Yeah. His car squashed him. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I'm not laughing. I just said it badly. Oh, no. I've got that thing. I've got that thing. I apologize. When I hear bad things I, I that are sad, I can't... My natural reaction is to either smile or laugh because I don't know how to handle the sad emotion. I, I, this is an actual thing I found out. I thought I was just an evil wanker <laughs> until I found out that this is actually a psychological thing that some people can't handle this. And I'm like that. I, my first reaction... We had a French teacher die at school. <laughs> you started laughing. No, this, someone came in and he was a really nice guy. His name was Mr. Clifford. And I felt absolutely awful because I really liked him. He was a really friendly guy. He was just so lovely as a teacher. And this is the first time it happened in my life that I remember it happening. And um, we had another teacher come in and say, we've got some bad news, which is um, because he'd gone on gardening leave. So he was literally gardening because he was into gardening. And then um, he had died and someone had found him dead in his garden. And the classroom was quiet, quiet, quiet. And I was sitting at the back with a friend of mine, James, I think it was. And... um, there's another kid at the front called Richard, and I think he turned around, and I was trying not to laugh. And I don't know why what it was funny. Hell? I don't know why it was smiling. And I started laughing, and then he started laughing. And now that fucking half the class was laughing that this teacher's died. And I feel like it was my fault, and it feels awful. But I, I, this is my natural reaction. So I feel awful that he was squashed by his car. I can't deal with the emotion, and I'm smiling. I think what the the biggest tragedy is here. I apologize. Um, notice how I'm moving away from you and laughing of dead people. Um, was the fact that he was actually he was actually a really good actor. He was good in the films that he was in. Yeah. Um, and yet, what but, else was he in? Uh, Alpha Dog, Fright Night, um, a bunch of indie films. Yeah, a bunch of indie films. Um, I think he played the title role in Alpha Dog. Have I seen that? Terminator photo? Salvation. What was he in Terminator Salvation? Uh, again, he was a pretty prominent role. Kyle Reese. He played the young Kyle Reese. Oh, he was really young than that. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. That is sad. Uh... 
I just looked up some articles on that weird negative opposite emotion. It is a thing. I'm going to defend myself and say it is a thing. I'm not fucking laughing at the guy dying because it's sad. I just, it's just, I don't know how to react. I'm so happy because I've got a sister-in-law like this. Um, and she, you know, in London. And she also does this. So, um, and she does it far worse than me. So, um, I feel a bit better. Here we go. It's a Cora question. Why do sometimes people smile when they hear sad, bad story experience of others? Unfortunately, one of those habits developed involuntary. Blah, blah, blah. No, there's a name for it. It's not on here. Cora, you let me down. Yeah, let's see. It's very common. Lots of people are bastards. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, can we talk about something else? Um, animated. Animated series, yeah. So animated series, for me, that was a big thing growing up. Um, and it's how I... That's kind of how I spent my mornings. Um, oh, same here. Same here. I had the Spider-Man and his amazing friends with Firestar and Iceman. Do you, do you see how I've put it in the list? Have you? No, you can't read that out. That's not broadcastable. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Why have you written that? That's just rude. Ah, <laughs> oh. I wasn't going to read that, but it was. That's why it was in the book. So I feel like I do this show with a Tory. My name is Karan. <laughs> not the name Tory. Oh, <laughs> you're such a Tory. Ah, oh. um. Spider-Man is Amazing Friends was fucking amazing. I've never, I can't. Never watched it. You're looking it up? It just sounds so, this is what I mean when I say by quick camp. Do you know what I mean? His Amazing Friends. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. They were amazing. Okay. They were. I'm a juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> that was not part of it. I'm a juggernaut, bitch. Okay, I mean, so you've probably seen like all these memes on the internet and a lot of them, or Spider-Man memes. Yeah. And a lot of them, I'm assuming, are taken from these series, right? Possibly. What are you going to show me? No, nothing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kind of trying to establish where they come from. Um, Did you watch He-Man? No, I wasn't a fan of He-Man. It used to come on when I was younger, but I was never a fan. If you want a camp series, you want to watch He-Man. I can imagine that's very camp. That and also Thundercats, right? There's a little gay part of me that came from just watching He-Man. Interesting. When it, that, <laughs> there was a gay part of you that came from... <laughs> no, no, not came. <laughs> but, oh, fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean. Johnny Quest. <laughs> never watched You've it. You've never watched Johnny Quest? No. Nope. Because this, this is surprising. Oh, is that that weird 3D shit? That was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't watch that. it. But it, it didn't start off like that. It, that's, that was the... The, was it the new or the real adventures of Johnny Quest? But it initially started off as a 60s show. Yeah. 60s or 70s? Hold on. <laughs> I'm surprised you've never seen this. I think I've seen bits of it. I never actually watched it. 60s show? What? 65. 1965? No, not a thing I watched. Show me. He looks weird. <laughs> yeah. Polo looks wrong on him. And then they... Uh, Why is he wearing a black polo? Like he's like a middle-aged man. But then they, re- they didn't remade it. They, I guess they carried it on. And it was brilliant. Um, because no. it was... This was... They combined traditional animation with CGI. 
and it was really early CGI, so it was really clunky, and it wasn't like. Do you remember Bishop? Yeah, I, I remember watching some of the 3D and then thinking, "Uh, this is horrible." Mm. It was like a really shit computer game. Yeah, like this. Yeah, that was yeah. just made me vomit. It's that was so horrible. Weird. It was brilliant. I thought at the time it was probably one of the better animated series out because I wouldn't. Like, Cartoon Network was a big thing. Cartoon Network was had just kind of hit. Like, yeah. See, I'm pre Cartoon Network. I only ever had four channels. What mm, forever? So how did you? What did you watch our cartoons on? What did it come on? Cartoons would come on at a specific time. Um, Early Saturday morning on BBC One and on ITV. Plus, yeah. Channel 4 actually disappeared for a while, then it came back. I remember vague memories of that. And then um, and then after school, you have to get home quickly. And then as long as you get home in time, around about 4, 4.30, you'd get some cartoons on a regular basis. So you have to hit the, the you have to hit it at the right time to be able to watch the series that you're watching. Otherwise, that's it. There's no there's no download. There's no there was no internet. There was no nothing. So you just miss that episode. You can never watch it again. You have to go and ask other people about it. Say, what happened? What happened to Iceman? Do you remember a channel called Toonami? No. That was, that was my year, actually. Um, oh, I'll tell you what. We so you've grown up with cable and satellite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was a time before that, just like there was a time uh, before the internet. Uh, you might remember a show called, and this is anime, but we'll kind of, maybe I don't know if it's anime counts as, as what we're talking about, but uh, Cowboy Bebop. Have you seen this? I watched all of Cowboy Bebop. It's reviewed on my... I, basically, I went through a period where I just watched shitloads of anime and re- reviewed each one on my blog, that personal blog. Um, I can't, it's really old. I hope it's still live. It's just... I, I haven't touched it. I've forgotten about it until you just said Cowboy Bebop. I really like Cowboy Bebop. No, not that one. Uh, go to... Uh, .net? Possibly? No, slash blog. Dot com slash blog or something. Let's have a look. If you look in the right one. No, that's not it. That's the one. Slash blog. Kushajoshi.com forward slash blog. Corn sausage chunks omelette. Look, it, it's a personal blog where every now and then, and recently, hardly ever, I just randomly put shit. Uh, and there's a, a whole chunk of anime reviews on there. That does look really tasty, though. It was really, it was very nice. What? What? What's the date on that one? 2013. That was pre-meat days. Fuck, I haven't blogged on that blog since I started eating meat. That's not euphemism. I've actually started eating meat. (laughs) So you've got Cowboy Bebop, the movie review. Does that include the shows? I watched the series as well. well. I'll read that later. I'm going to put a link to that. (laughs) To the anime reviews, nothing else. (laughs) Not the corn sausage. Um, yeah, Cowboy Bebop's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, that was probably one of the best animes I've ever seen so far. I never watched any on TV, though. I've always had to find them and download them. Very much because it was very adult, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, late night. Late at night, MTV um, used to have Aeon Flux. The old Aeon Flux animation, which was fucking cool. It was the coolest thing on TV um, at that time. And then they made a shit movie. Charlize, you're cool. Don't fucking do that again. Oh, 1990s. Here we go. Cool. 
She got the splits down though, the landing splits thing. Have you seen the movie? It's yeah. wank. I've seen the movie. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, I saw it twice just to make sure. Um, the one scene that I always remember from that is when she steps in the grass and the grass isn't grass; it's like spikes. Yeah, that's the whole Aeon Flux thing. The whole Aeon Flux world is really surreal and weird, and they tried to normalize it in the film. But if you go back and watch animations, it's yeah. just it's it's really surreal and weird, and it elicits like a weird reaction from you where you're not quite sure what you're watching. And there are interesting sexual deviant undertones, sexual deviancy undertones in the animation, which again didn't come out in the movie, except in their outfits, if that. It was, yeah, sad, saddening. If you're going to make something, make it good. Yes. Abrams, do what Abrams did. Uh, Let's talk about... Sex, baby. I've got, yeah, I've got X Men and Spider <laughs> X Men and <laughs> Spider Man. Is this your, um, is your He Man thing again coming out? Um, yeah, a bit of He Man there. X Men and <laughs> Spider Man list. I'm going to briefly mention these because I don't want to get into a big conversation about it, but this is the way I see a lot of uh, superhero sh- uh, shows back then, uh, animated ones anyway. A lot of them were very, they would, you know, when I say loosely based on something. I think they were very tightly based on the comic books that were out at the time, and so they were a very direct translation of the animated series uh, of the comic books to the animated series. Um, okay, which was a good thing because that's where I learned a lot of stuff about superheroes. Girls, gills, girls, gills. <laughs> what? No, the opposite. Superheroes, gills, gills. Yeah, Gilmore girls. Um, I don't even know what that is so I thought that this was a brilliant time for animated series the 90s when? Had when 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 90s, 90s yeah 90s had I missed a, a lot yeah yeah I grew up in the 90s and I used to watch a lot of animated series um, I remember watching a Dragon Ball Z saga I say saga because it was only one it was the the Boo's Saga. I don't know if you've seen Dragon Ball Z before. No, I did not watch that. No, I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan. Uh, but I remember watching that and I really enjoyed it. But um, the 90s were amazing for animated, animated series. Towards the end of it, we had SpongeBob SquarePants, which was a surprisingly adult TV show. Really? Yeah, it's strange. It's it's primarily for kids, but there are a lot of adult undertones. See, now we're getting to those, I just don't fucking get this shit TV that's way beyond my generation. It's really funny. SpongeBob is hilarious. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's a lot of weird innuendos in it as well. It's strange. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's really weird. Okay. Uh, and you probably find like a crop of articles online about innuendos in SpongeBob. It's it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, but that's one thing. Um, <laughs> that's weird. I've got Jetsons on my list. Oh, for fuck's sake. Tell me why you didn't like the Jetsons. I never watched it. And the bits I have watched since when people, like my mum would, I gave my mum, got my mum um, to buy an iPad. And she's like, oh, this is like the Jetsons. I can just call you. On, what the fuck is the Jetsons? And I thought I would go on YouTube and look at the Jetsons and think, what is this wank? But why didn't you? I think why didn't you like it? I'm I'm curious. Well, I didn't watch it when I was younger, and now that when I look at it, it's just it's stupid. It's like not even it's futurism. 
how do would those things work? They're just made up things. And, and it was an interesting that people at that time had that expectation of the future. That's the only interesting part of it. But it was a cartoon. What did you expect from it? What did you expect to be... Look, you know. I know you think I'm old, but I didn't what have the je- I didn't watch it. It wasn't on TV when I was growing up. It was we only had the Flintstones. It's quite the opposite. So no, why did you watch the Jetsons reruns or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to watch. It was always reruns. I think. Uh, did you like it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Because to me, I had a big fascination uh, with, you know very futuristic things like flying cars and things that we wouldn't, we didn't have back then. Um, things that were out of reach for us. And it was really interesting to me because things like, um, I don't know, video calls and, and what was that? That was me just adjusting a cable. Oh, um, and that kind of stuff was really fascinating. I think, but no, I, I can see what you mean. It was stupid, but it was a cartoon, so like you kind of expected it to be stupid. Same with the Flintstones. The, the things that they came out with in Flintstones, like the... Because there was very... Uh, they had a lot of futuristic type things in there, so things that would exist at the time. So telephones, for example, and then they had their own version of telephones. What was it, like a, a pterodactyl or something? I forget what it was. What was it? What were their wives called? I, I, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I don't know what it was called. Wilma and... Wilma and- Betty. Betty, yeah. Did you ever fancy them? Betty more than Wilma. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's some point of relatability in how we grew up there. That's good. <laughs> Betty was hot, man. Barney is like, what the fuck? Why are you with Barney? For fuck's sake. He's just he's such a door. Just. Uh. Anyway. What are you doing? <laughs> well, that, that's the thing we're not going to link to. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this does it for me, though. Send me that link. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dungeons, do you ever watch Dungeons and Dragons? No. So this goes hand in hand with growing up and with uh, reading fantasy books and things. Um, there's a series called Dungeons and Dragons. This is really fucking cool. Uh, there's a little dude called Dungeon Master. He was like a sort of Dinklage-sized character that would basically um, look after this parallel universe, which is uh, like a fantasy Dungeons and Dragons type world. And um, these kids went on a roller coaster, and the roller coaster crashed through some kind of portal into this fantasy world. And the kids suddenly had powers and weapons based on a little, little kind of based on their personality. See, if I'd watched that when I was a kid, I would have loved it because that sounds amazing. Oh yeah, uh, like so the like the, the stronger sort of leadership guy. He had this bow that has this yellow energy uh, appear when he tries to draw it and fires these energy type magical arrows and there's like a whingy kid and he ended up as like a sort of a knight with a shield and the shield would like like create these shieldy things around people and um, one of them became like a, a wizard and could do random magic and so they just became like this um, sort of team of kid adventurers that were trying to find their way out of that world but getting involved week after week with other people's problems and helping them out and basically being heroes 
Um, and Dungeon Master would kind of help them. And then there's this bad guy with one fucking horn. Uh, and I love this because, um, and if you're uh, old enough to have watched Dungeons and Dragons, I'm going to ask you a question. What was the name of the bad guy in Dungeons and Dragons? If you want to play that game, even if it's a couple of days long, I'd say pause this now. <laughs> Try and rack your brain and don't look it up. And now if you've unpaused it, or you just think, fuck you, I'm listening to your podcast, finish talking. His name was Venger. And he had like, you rode around on a, like a nightmare, which is like a, a dark evil horse. And he was like, just wore a black cloak with red head and he had one horn. And, um, and they, yeah, they do, they do jokes about his other horn and stuff. It was a fucking cool series. Uh, and I know, I'm sure that people have licensed that to try and make it into a film or something, but they shouldn't touch it. It was just nice how it was. They made a film on it. Oh, no. Ages ago. I really don't want to watch it. Yeah, that's the series. <laughs> yeah, they made they made a, uh, a film on it in 2000 and... Um, I'm checking. 2000. 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Well, there you go. That's a very generous. I can't imagine someone were doing that well. If you got the uh, Game of Thrones guys to make that, well, then you could have something because they've really gone to town and made a and re- that's that's the best thing about Game of Thrones. It's the world that they've created that's so good and real. Okay, well, that's I think that's enough reminiscing. Um, have you got? Do you want to talk about what's good now? That that like a sort of top things. Amazing series is, I, I will start and say I'm very upset about both. So Veep, Banshee, and Penny Dreadful have all finished in the last couple of weeks, last month. I'm so sad about all of these ending. Um, but they all ended well except Penny Dreadful, uh, which ended dreadfully. <laughs> oh! Thank you. It was shit. It was just a shit ending. It was like, what? She's just got... What? I'm not going to say because people are going to watch it. Oh, it was just why... You know, they blatantly didn't finish several storylines. And her character was just just ended. And I don't think they're going to make any more. Why did this happen? Did it not have the audience or what? I think sometimes series may still have the audience, but it's just not credible enough to continue or the the, or the viewership might have been declining. Yeah. Um, What's been good for you? Oh, that sounds terrible. That's what she said. <laughs> Recently or just generally? So, no, no. Uh, sort of recent times, last few years. Big TV um, series that you think, yeah, these are unmissables. Sopranos. Okay, it's a fairly old one, but yeah, I'd agree with that. 2007 it finished, right? Okay. Oh, it's just a long time ago, isn't it? Crap. Shit. That's like you're getting old. old. Yeah, a little bit. That's how it feels. <laughs> That's how it starts. You say a date and you think, oh my God. 2007 just feels like last year. Um, I bring up Sopranos again because originally I started watching when you referred me to it. Um, because at the time you said that was the best thing you'd watched. It, uh, and brilliant. you you suggested me to watch it, and I was just kind of getting into good TV shows. 
Um, and um, Sopranos, I think when it when it finished, because this is on the list of shows that ended, I think that ended in the right way. Yeah. Um, there was nothing left uh, in terms of questions to ask aside from the ending itself. But I think it was fairly straightforward when you when you think back throughout the whole series, and then you think about all the events that led up to that point. I, I, can we ruin it now? Can we spoil the? I feel like even now it's. What, it's what, what do you want to spoil without saying it? The ending of Sopranos. Because it's still a spoiler. I see that it's still a spoiler, and it's strange because generally you don't see anything that's been aired, or that if it's been aired, it's not a spoiler because it's been aired. But I think. This is something that people should watch, and I'm not. I, don't, I feel like I shouldn't be spoiled. Does that make sense? Then, then we shouldn't spoil it. Um, so everything up to that point, we questions had been answered. People were taken care of. Their storylines were were done with, and it was just Tony's left. And when Tony's sitting in that diner with his family, and he sees that guy, you just you just know what's going to happen. Um. And I think that was a that was a brilliant way to end it. And I was reading, I remember when it finished, uh, when I finished watching even, um, and I read this, like, it was like a 20-page essay about it. And it was kind of breaking down everything that happened leading up to the events. And it explained the ending in a way that was brilliant. Uh, and it totally made sense. And it was one example of a show that most definitely did end the right way. I'd say I'd say that about. Um, I mean, Veep is a comedy series. Yeah, have you watched it? No, yeah, it's on the list. Fucking funny, one of the funniest series is the series. Is. I still can't fucking say the plural of series. But do you have to? It's just series. Do you have to know about politics to no. get the humor or anything? Uh, I think this is really weird. Even though it's a comedy show. You will learn a lot about um, political machinations when you watch it. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's how that shit works." Okay, okay. Because uh, they they basically take the piss out of the political engines that yeah. run America in many ways. Okay. Um, so it's as as much as it's satire, it's still eye opening when you go back and you watch actual politics and you think, "Yeah." There's a really nice interview with um, Jerry Seinfeld and Barack Obama. Okay. So Jerry Seinfeld does his thing on YouTube, which is um, coffee with Comedians a celebrity. And cars getting coffee. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Love it. And uh, so he did Barack. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that episode. That watch one watches, it. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Um, and there's a sort of, there's no Veep reference, mm. but um, Jerry Seinfeld asked him and he says, yeah, when he kind of, you know, he tries to ask him about the language and the nature of the the banter that goes on yeah. when they're making these like strong decisions, yeah. um, which you see you you see it to, you know on another level in Veep, yeah. Um, and Barrett kind of, Mr. President, basically <laughs> admits to saying, mm, yeah, that's that's what that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. how we talk because you know it's stressful situations and you need to get shit off your chest. Chest. That's a really cool interview. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. let's put a link in for it. Because it's uh, it's it's he is he's the greatest man of our times, man. He's uh, unless you have the opposite political view, in which case he managed to steal an entire country, which is weird. 
Um, yeah, Veep ended ended well. Banshee, I think, ended well. You haven't watched any of that, no. Not a family show, I'll say. Um, what about you've watched Grey's Grey's Anatomy? It's pretty cool. I'm not going to say much if you haven't watched it. It's a cool series. Um, it's about a bunch of people that meet each other. Is this? I can hear this fucking scandal shit. It's going to be in our record. This um, not scandal. Scandal's a good series. Um, Slack. We need to shut Slack off. It's making noises all over. Is it? That's not a carbon recording, is it? Yeah, it is because it's. No, it's not. I don't know. Because we're recording through mics. Recording through mics, which are the input there, and that you'll be recording recorded. I don't know. Well, you know, apologies if we've got fucking noises all over this. No, it won't go through. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Bunch of people that meet as uh, um, first year um, medical, whatever they're called, doctors, um, wanting to become, wanting to become career medics in a hospital. And it's just a character driven hospital drama that's very, very addictive. Um, it's cool. I, I kind of lost touch with it about season eight, nine. I need to get back into it at some point, but it's good. Boston Legal, though, is you'll stay with it till the end. James Spader. James Spader and Kirkage. Kirkage? William Shatner. Oh, is he? Yeah. James oh. Spader and William Shatner. Cool. Fucking brilliant. And, and after you um, watch Boston Legal, even though I just said Kirkage to try and make you understand who's in it. William Shatner will forever be, I think it's Danny Crane, the lawyer he plays in Boston Legal. Oh my word. For someone with William Shatner's history and possibly typecasting and association with a character, for him to then suddenly become this other character for season after season after season and do it with such apparent on-screen Joy is um is is a pleasure to watch. Boston Legal is fucking cool. I just wish that didn't never ended, but obviously these guys have to do something else. Oh, it's got um what's her face from Modern Family in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was one of the lawyers. Denise, whatever her name's. Not Denise. What's her name? Yeah, Denise Bauer. That's it. And um and others, lots of others. Loads of recognisable faces because it's a slightly old series. But legendary. Are you a fan of Breaking Bad? I know it's good, but are you a fan? Yeah, fan? yeah. I watched it and I, I think I remember watching it at the time when it was the first recent. They did the weird thing with season five where they, it was like one of the first, I think it was, yeah, Breaking Bad was the first actual like broadcast to Netflix series they they put on Netflix uh no, no i enjoyed it breaking break was one of, the, one of the one of the better series okay um we've got suits obviously it's good uh sensate uh we've talked about before fucking watch sensate mr robot just started again have you seen it yet no i'm 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 sort of waiting i'm okay. waiting to wait till um she's free and we'll watch it together because mm-hmm. she's a fan yeah you started watching it again well they uh it got leaked two days before Downloaded it. I mean... Leaked. Leaked, yeah. Um, but we didn't get to watch it. So it's, it's on Prime now. So I might as well wait till my Fi stick comes. If Amazon ever sends it. And then we're probably going to watch it. 
I got all of my Prime Day stuff next day. Yeah, I didn't. What? Yeah. Where do, where's your stuff? Oh, they did they lost, run out? They lost it. Did they run out? No, they lost it. They lost your fire stick. It literally said, we've lost your puzzle on my Amazon tracking. Can't believe that. I can believe it. Yeah. Okay, fine. You're going to watch Mr. Robot. Yeah, Mr. Robot. Um... I'm personally a massive fan of Black Sails. Um, Haven't seen this. Um, but that's because uh, I have a fascination with um, business, politics, history, and pirates. Because pirates, especially the golden age of piracy, which is when this series takes place, um, is the beginning of... Um, it's, part, it's, it's during the time, just after the formation of the first companies as we call them that we all now work for these corporations were companies and the companies were originally um historically uh made as a as a as a as a, a vehicle to encapsulate uh, a crew a ship a company of people who are setting out on an adventure led by a captain or a director a captain um who are limited in loss by a certain amount of shareholding so that the family of the crew the family of the company can't sue the shareholders back in london who own the ship when the ship sinks so these things came from that world um and there were such amazing people so so something else happened which was that a bunch of people set out and did something they could never do before world history is you know pirates have always been around for thousands and thousands of years uh listen to craig bud buddy history of pirates podcast it's a cool podcast um, I've referenced that before. Does it, I'm just kind of referring to Pir Pirates of the Caribbean here. East Pirates India, of the Caribbean. East India Company. What is this? The East India Company was one of the first, I think it was the first company um, that was formed to encapsulate and trade between India and London. Hmm. So, yes. That's what one of the first companies. There were lots of weird shit going on. So there's a you know pirate pirate history goes back thousands of years, um, but the golden age of piracy is is this is this thing that where the world was being ruled by regulation, and uh, a lot of people settled in islands in the Caribbean and decided to fight to make them independent of the king or independent of Spain, independent of Portugal and France, and they said we want our own place, our own state our own land um that we can rule that we can run under our own rules and so credible people that were naval officers and um respectable people in society suddenly took up this battle and became labeled as pirates when really they were just fighting for independence from the crown for islands that were you know hundreds of miles away it's a very interesting time in history. It's not completely historically accurate. I don't think that was the objective. I think it was made to capture an age that just doesn't... I mean, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean is annoying because it just adds the the element of fantasy and magic and, and, and glamour to this world. Black Sails does the opposite. It says, let's actually explore this. And, and as you're watching it and you hear names, go and look them up on Wikipedia and you'll be shocked at what these people's history is. A lot of the people... I can hear a fucking ice cream van. Fuck off, Mr. Whippy. I'm recording a podcast.
Whoa, I do fancy an ice cream though. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm torn. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm now lost track because of Mr. Whippy. But something about Black Sails being good. Oh, uh, Black Flag. Assassin's Creed 4, have you played this? No, I haven't played this yet. Takes place in the same period of history with around about the same characters making appearances. So again, there's um, different ways to uh, access this world. Uh, I'd, I'd recommend Black Flag as a game just because of the content, story, scenery. It's quite an amazing experience. Oh, I've gone off on one about pirates again. So I'm just kind of looking at some of the characters here. Um, uh, like Long John Silver. Like what? It says it's a fictional character. Um, Kind of. Robert, is it Robert Louis Stevenson? Right, Treasure Island? Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a lot of fucked up. Sorry, wrong phrase. There's a lot of messed up history. Um, and there are a lot of stories that have influenced Treasure Island. And a lot of those stories are about real people. Um, like the, the, the character known as John Silver. Um, and a lot of the records were fudged for legal and financial reasons because people wanted to disappear. People wanted to go into hiding. So you've got things like Edward Teach, who was known as Blackbeard, who was an amazing strategist and who was a real person. But the legends of Blackbeard have entered fiction. And so now everything gets messed up. But if, if Edward Teach, you know, if, if there was such a thing as an afterlife, he would be extremely happy with that because creating mystery around his character, his persona that he created, was his strategic objective. He wanted you to shit yourself when you hear the name Blackbeard, which is what he achieved. Ships would stop and surrender themselves upon his approach and he would not have to kill anyone and he would not have to commit murder and all this kind of stuff because his, his reputation was so strong. Interesting lessons in marketing when you when you watch these things. That's why I love it because it's a, these are all business lessons. So um, yeah, I, I, Black Sales is cool. Especially there's uh, the guy that plays Charles Vane. I don't know his name. We should look it up. Let's look it up. Charles Vane. Zach McGowan. I am DB. Zach. Zach. Can you Zach what? Zach McGowan. Zach McGowan. Has he been in anything else? Yeah. Funnily enough, he was in. Terminator Salvation. Again? No. Who what was he in Terminator Salvation? Where is he? I can't see that. Where? Toy Soldier, Shameless, blah 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 blah. I can't Oh, Terminator Salvation. Soldier on Osprey. So he was an extra. Yeah. Fuck that. Has he actually been in anything? I've got a mate who was an extra in Judge Dredd. He just jumped on a truck and banged the roof. Really? Yeah, there you go. He's probably on IMDb. Uh, okay, Zach McGowan. Zach McGowan's performance as Charles Vane. It some of it's hammy and slightly overacted, but the core of it, he has just become this lovely. He's not lovely at all. He's just done made a, a fantastic performance of this character that was a legend in history. Charles Vane in this series is someone you'll be visualizing Charles Vane when you go to the gym. You'd be like, Vane, Vane. I can get another set out. We'll be like, Vane, 
It's fucking cool. I'm a fan of Zach McGowan after this. Um, I think we've covered a lot of our TV series. I know you wanted to talk about something else, though. Yeah, we don't. What we did? Pokemon Go. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, what I wanted to talk about was the social impact of the change of TV series over time, which we haven't talked about, because instead we've talked about other things. But hey, fuck it. We can talk about that another time. We probably should have done that then. What? We probably should have done that. Well, we can do it another time. We're just trying to take it easy after the difficult episode last time. It was a difficult episode. It felt like work. This one hasn't felt like work. Pokemon Go. Tell me what you know about it and tell me why you feel the way you feel about it. When I'm at work and I manage software developers, occasionally the software developers leave the building and go running across the field. Now, software developers in general don't move. (laughs) They're pretty sedentary creatures. And now something's happened and they keep leaving the building and running off. One of them came in and said, yeah, I did 22 miles yesterday. And she, what, what, did you go running? No, we were walking about. You didn't do 22 miles. You might have done like 2.2 miles. What, what were you walking about? Looking for Pokemon. There was a, an ex, ex something. Executor. Executor in a park down the road. And there was a shop where they had a, uh, someone set up a lure. Yeah. Which I thought he was mispronouncing Leo, but yeah, it's a Leo. Lure. It's a Leo, yeah, L-U-R-E. Leo. So they are mispronouncing it. Sure. Fucking hell. Everyone's gone mad. My workplace is trying to figure out how to tap into that as a market. And what the fuck is going on with yeah. Nintendo's share price? There is a there is a way to tap into it. I think everyone's lost the plot. This is good. It's the future of gaming, probably, but it's just weird. I made a, um, so, unless I haven't mentioned it before, but I'm sure I have, but I'll mention it again. I make vlogs, and on my latest vlog, I spoke about why I think Pokemon Go is good for the world right now. Um, And one of the things I said was, in a time where all this messed up... In a time where all this messed... Sorry. Dude, that sound really good. All right. That sounded really good. (laughs) Um... we're we're living in a pretty messed up world right now. Most, you know, and it's always been messed up anyway, but the last couple of months haven't been the easiest for people. And you're talking about Brexit. I'm talking about Brexit. I'm talking about things that happened in America. I'm talking about things that happened in Europe. What happened in America? The things that are always happening, but no one ever spoke about, but now people are actually starting to notice. White people in authority have been killing black people there for 400 years. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. That's just what they do. Yeah. But people are now, just now, noticing it. Okay. Um, But but because people are noticing it, people are... Sure, they were noticing it before. You mean white people are noticing it? Right, yeah. Ah. So now that white people are noticing it... Okay, that's different. (laughs) um, It's just, you know, we're not kind of live... It feels like the world has become more unstable than it ever has been. Does that make I, sense? No, I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that? Nope. I think the world's nicer and safer and more stable than it's ever been. I think, I think that is um, uh, 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 an opinion w- with no disrespect intended that's ignorant of actual history. Yeah. 
We live in good times. Shit, the world's always been shit. Or shit things have always happened. But we live in a time where we have things like the internet, worldwide global communication, healthcare, charities, more charities than ever before, uh, media that's taking action, independent journalism that can bring light to things which people don't want to see, don't want to hear about. So the communication and the level of education that's spreading throughout society gives us a chance to actually react to these things, to recognize them, to talk about them, to make a change. That's never happened before. World wars happened because of the lack of education and communication and the lack of bonding and, and, and agreement between countries. Yeah. Things have changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I say we're living in a messed up sorry, world... Sorry to shit all over your argument. Not at all. It's not an argument at all. Um, what I'm getting at is... We, I say we, a lot of people are just now realizing that we've always lived in a messed up world and okay. it's, it's, it's becoming more evident, especially, uh, for the events that happened in, uh, Turkey, um, the things that have happened in America, the shootings that have, have been brought to the public's attention. I don't know why those specific ones were brought to people's attention when they're kind of happening all over the place all the time, but that. What I'm what I'm kind of trying to getting at is Pokemon Go. What it's doing and something it's never done before is it is bringing people together. It forces people to get up and to communicate with each other in a positive manner. That people are making friends with each other. Are they? This is crazy. Like if you see the amount of impact that it's had specifically in the US as well there was I saw this one picture in Santa Monica where uh, a Pokemon had showed up on the beach and there's a huge crowd of people and when I say huge I mean huge it's probably like hundreds of people that have gathered there to catch this one Pokemon but they're all talking to each other and they're talking to each other because of this game yeah because they've got something to focus on exactly focal point of uh, and it's not something to take people's minds off what's happened. It's not, uh, I, I said in the video that no one should ignore what's happened. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a nice kind of, uh, a, a, what do you call it? Like a downtime thing. Um, but people are actually getting together and they're, 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 they're communicating with each other and they're being friendly with each other. And that's not something that you can get from a game Otherwise, unless you're playing from even even when you're playing things like when kids are playing Call of Duty at home, they're being violent with each other. On like they they're abusing each other over the, the mics and stuff. And yeah, that's true. I I agree. That's a a big problem. As an adult playing these games, when I switch the op when I open the the my mic up and connect to the people and actually listen to the conversations, the amount of vitriolic fucking abuse that comes across from public channels yeah. on um when I'm on I would say mine I'm personally connected to the Microsoft's Xbox world of gaming. Um I've now switched it off. I now play games without communicating with people online unless I'm communicating with people I know. Yeah. I can't do public communication. So yeah, because I agree. I uh, not agree. I, I completely understand what you're saying. This is cool. And I think when I always used to play, um, me and my friends used to play Gears of War uh, on Xbox a long time ago, uh, 2007. So when we used to play, we used to work, we used to play in teams, but we used to work as teams. We used to talk to each other, communicate with each other. And, win matches but now what kids are doing they're not even that it, but groups are playing as clicks they're they stick to their own kind and they don't 
want to talk to anybody else that isn't in the team. But what's nice to yeah. see is when I've when I played Halo recently is um I say recently, so I mean like a few months ago, is um um is people want to talk to you. And when people want to talk to you, they want to work together. And that's what makes a difference with this the game is people aren't seeing is that people actually want to communicate with each other. Perfect example, I was paying, playing one last point. I was playing um <laughs> Uh, this uh, during lunch at work and a guy came over to me and somebody else was playing it and he says oh are you guys playing Pokemon I was like yeah I was like well, if you want to catch these g- ghastlies there's some at the Royal Infirmary like you should just check it out and people wouldn't talk to each other like in a normal circumstance I am completely understanding what you're saying it's not going to make me play the game but yeah. it's nice to see yeah cool you've talked about that in your vlog you put link in yes cool Sorry, I haven't watched it yet. I will watch it. It's okay. Good. Fancy some chicken wings? No, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're a veg. Okay, cool. You've got to leave that in. Um, Just, just for, yeah. Well, I'm going to have lots of the chicken wings that my lovely wife has... Uh, put in the oven for me. Do you know what I would really like? That that corn omelette that you talk about. With the chopped sausages. <laughs> um, well, we'll do something. Uh, cool. Let's go and get some food because I'm, you know, this has been a long one, but comfortable, right. pleasant, a pleasant experience after the tension yeah. I felt last, last episode. Um, I think I will skip over what we've been doing this week because it's, um, yeah, we've kind of been doing that. Um, but alright thanks for listening uh, if you like this check us out on iTunes hit subscribe and add us to your collection we're also on St- uh, Stitcher if that's your thing Facebook is nope you can find exclusive videos of the podcast on Facebook and other heated conversations we may have we're both on Twitter so you can find me on at Moverville Kazed and Kushal at at Kushal Joshi at Kushal Joshi at Kushal Joshi yeah Kushal Joshi what, however you want to say it. All right. Hoshi. Hoshi. Um, cool. Cool. Uh, one last thing I want to say. Yep. I found out that Stitcher, yep. with some podcasts, were splicing the podcast and putting adverts in and not paying the people from the podcasts. Shut if they're doing that to our bitch. podcast, then fuck those guys. I want to come off Stitcher. Just want to say. What the hell? We'll find out. If yeah. they're not, fine. All right. Okay. See you guys. <laughs>